Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. for joining us. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your evening on this Thanksgiving week. Uh, We are live, as always, here on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. And of course, we have a lot to talk about this week. Of, Of course, we have a lot to talk about this week. The, it happened, ladies and gentlemen, it happened. And so, we are going to talk about what that is that happened, and of course we're going to talk about Raw that uh, came after what happened. So continue to flood the uh, the chat room, continue to flood the social media. Uh, kudos to the Crave Wrestling Facebook page for uh, people continuing to support the Facebook page. Now, uh, continue to... Uh, Follow us at Crave Wrestling on Twitter as well. 347-884-8452 is the number to call live. And we are going to continue to have a whole lot of fun like we do every week. Once again, 347-884-8452 is the number to call live. And we are at 139 episodes of Pancakes and Power Slams. We are strong, continuing to make it strong, and 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 have a great time doing it. Special shout out to, of course, the WeAreWrestling.net live stream. As always, 
and uh, every other uh, person or company that I write for, Bleacher Report, and also WrestlingInc.com, and uh, there's a few other <laughs> there's a few others that I write for that I um, that I haven't uh, really wrote. Uh, written for in a, in a while, so it's overdue. What culture's <laughs> one that I need to start writing some more stuff for? I have a position there as well. But we're going to have some fun tonight, and I'm really excited about uh, uh, what we're going to have tonight. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce the co-host, as always, the one, the only, Derek. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Chris? Pancakes and Power Slam. Live from the Pancakes and Power Slam studio. This is it. This is episode 139. What? 139. 139 episodes. This is what we do. And it's Tuesday night, the best 90 minutes of the week. I mean, granted, 90 minutes is never enough. The two new Tuesday Night Titans, this is Pancakes and Power Slams, Chris Featherstone, and Derek. Absolutely. Dugan. Speaking of, speaking of one, uh, Dugan, <laughs> speaking of 139, um, 140 next week. Be sure to join us next week uh, when we have none other than Moose that are from, from Ring of Honor. I'm really excited about that. It's going to be a really good uh time i um he he's just really one of those rising stars that you just can't that you have to pay attention to you you have to pay attention to the moose moose is gonna uh, you pay attention to this guy i mean he played pro football and he um transitioned over to pro wrestling and only as a really he's really a rookie in in the pro wrestling world uh, but he has a presence to him, and he's a big guy, almost 300 pounds, uh, but uh real, you know, built guy and uh, very agile for his size. And uh, with his moose chants, uh, many people who watch Ring of Honor um, can't help but to, to uh, be a part of the moose chants and uh, continue to support him. So I'm really excited about uh, moose and excited about uh, what we're going to witness with moose in the years to come so he's going to let us know you know his uh his career in the nfl and his aspirations and goals in in pro wrestling so i'm really excited about speaking with moose and a uh, special shout out to uh, just uh, the people from our just just roh period just uh we the people i've i've uh, interviewed from roh so far uh, priest coleman and of course um hansen who had a, a, a amazing match with AJ Styles on the uh, this recent tapings that uh, ROH um, gave us this week? It was an amazing, amazing match. Uh, and, and Hanson, they're they're really I love the fact that they're really giving Hanson some love, and he deserves it. A very agile guy for his size, big guy, but just a you know agile for his size and. Does all types of cartwheels and spin kicks and <laughs> you name it. So uh, continue to uh, check out ROH and, and, and Hanson. Uh, like I said, I had a chance to meet him uh, and, and live, and, uh, and uh, he's he's a really good guy. So uh, it, it's it's good to to interview someone 
and understand that they're really a good guy. They're not really so enamored by their own uh, quote-unquote fame, so to speak, uh, or or just enamored by their own you know presence or or uh, notoriety. So that that's also that that's amazing. And Tyler Rex is like that man. Tyler Rex is such a cool guy. And uh, you know, we we had a chance to um, you know have, converse a lot um, outside of the interview and 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 catch up with each other. We we you know we catch up with each other, and he, he's just a really really good guy. And I'm really happy that uh, he's putting his boots back on and <laughs> and and doing some indie shows with uh, Kurt Hawkins. Um, so yeah, continue to support uh, Tyler Rex. There's a very candid interview that he had uh, on uh, with with Wrestling Inc., uh, the, another place that I write for. Yeah, pretty candid interview that he recently had. So check that out. Uh, he he has started to become uh, the the guru of of candid interviews. So uh, it's pretty pretty interesting there. But without further ado, uh, let's get to the trivia for tonight. Uh, the trivia, the, the first uh, trivia question for tonight, and of course uh, I'll give you a chance, Derek, uh, soon. Uh, the the first trivia question is, what was Tory Wilson's dad's name? What was Tory Wilson's dad's name? All right, well, Survivor Series, Derek, let's get into Survivor Series the pre-show there were two pre-show matches for Survivor Series. Interestingly enough, the first match was your boy coming back new and improved with Rosa Mendez Fandango defeating Justin Gabriel. Justin Gabriel flip flops, and that's sad too because Justin Gabriel is such an amazing talent, and. At least they're giving Tyson Kidd some type of love. He he actually wins uh, a lot more matches on SmackDown uh, and main event and Raw. He 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 actually he's not he's not like a jobber. He he jobs more in NXT than he does in, in regular WWE programming. And NXT was really the, the 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 grounds to really revive his character and. They're doing that with Tyler Rex, but they're not really doing that with. Uh, they're not doing it with Justin Gabriel, and it's sad because you know you have someone coming as a member of the Nexus and uh, multi-time tag team champion, and of course the Core. That was a horrible gimmick. That was a horrible stable, but at least he had you know some some TV exposure, some some focal TV time. But man, I mean, he never really had a chance to bounce back after the core, and ooh, he has been just flip flopping from babyface to heel. One one week he'll be a heel on NXT, and another another week he'll be a heel on WWE programming, and the next week he'll be a a babyface uh, on. NXT and a heel and a babyface on WWE programming. It's just really sad to see Justin Gabriel these days. But I'm I'm sure that you can put all that aside for Fandango coming back and uh, he got his he got his shape back and he's new and improved. So I'm sure you're happy about that. I'm so happy. And you know, yeah, kudos to Justin Gabriel. I feel about the same way. 
Zephyrfon Dongo. They brought him back, and that's great. And even if it's a Survivor Series pre-show, I mean, it's they see something that can, you know, they see what I see, and they want him to succeed, whether they use him right or not. I would have clashed with the writing team of WWE when it comes to Fondango. However, I mean, he, he he came back. He made a comeback. That, that's great. I want him to get away from the Divas, though. I don't, especially Rose. I mean, it's, oh. But he's uh, he's there. He's, I can see him, and that's great. So I want to continue to see that because I really do. I've always seen something in Fondango. I don't know if it's just a swagger or what it is, but, you know, it was good to see him. It was good to see him again on Raw, even though it was a rematch. We'll get to that later. But uh, Fondango gets my props. That was great. That was a great start to a Survivor Series that's go down in history books. It will certainly go down in the history books, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, what? I don't know about uh, I don't know about it being a great yeah I don't know about it being a great start uh, I don't I, uh, you know yeah. I I I'm okay with the with the return I'm okay with the new and improved look you know he's he's got he, he's got some type of dancing uh, shirt with his gear now and yeah I mean I I get it. I, I still don't see I, I still don't see anything from that though. I, I don't see anything else coming from his. You know, I don't see anything else coming from this gimmick. I, I just don't. And we'll see. Because here's the thing with with gimmicks coming up like Fandango, it's like. It, it, it's to the point now where it's like, okay, so what now? You know what I mean? What, where, what, what's, what is, what's next with with someone like like Fondango? So, uh, I, yeah, it's, uh, I, I just don't like it at all. Uh, I, hopefully, we'll see something, but I, I doubt that we we will see something with with him at all. So. We'll, we'll see with that. Next, we have Jack Swagger defeating Cesaro in a pre-show. Cesaro, you know, he's another one that uh, is so sad that um, uh, his his direction as well. I mean, he he is an amazing talent as well. Both Gabriel and Cesaro, they are both amazing talents. But I feel a little bit different this time. Uh, be, on, I feel a little different on this occasion. Uh, because I actually want Swagger to go over, so I'm glad that Swagger won a match. So this pre-show match, I mean, we've seen Swagger versus Cesaro dozens and dozens of times, but at least Swagger won a wrestling match. Yeah, at least he won a match. And I guess Cesaro, what does that say about Cesaro? I mean, it's almost a shame. He had a he had a spot on a Raw last week when he. Uh, with everybody and didn't join Cena's team. But then he comes out on the pre-show and is like, you know, what's, you know, what's his status? What's he going to do? And he's just going to kind of fall into the shadows, I believe. I don't see much coming out of him. Unless there's a new rejuvenation with, you know, what happened last night on Raw, but not, uh, not really 
put too much into that pre-show. It wasn't as great as Fondango's match. I'll just put it that way. Um, not as great as Fondango's match. Hmm. I don't necessarily know how I feel about that comment. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think it's uh, awesome. Fondango. Uh, no. <laughs> I just no man. I just can't get into Fondango. He's just someone who I I just can't see myself. Just I can't see myself really endorsing. I know that's your boy, but I just don't see myself endorsing Fondango at all. So I just I don't I just don't see it. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where it goes, but uh, I don't see much coming up from that at all. All right, let's get into the the card, the, the Survivor Series card. We start off with uh, the four-way match. And by the way, a couple things. One, um, I stand corrected. Great American Bash 1990, I believe. Uh, well, I think it was uh, 90. Well, the, the the question last week was uh, about Vader's debut, and I, I said Class of Champions, but the correct answer is indeed Great American Bash. Um, yeah. I think you said something like Ho- no, I think you said something like Halloween Havoc. Uh, but yeah. yes, Great American Bash. He 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 went against Tom Zink. I I, I do remember that he, he went against Tom Zink. Um, so, yep, we'll we'll see um, where that goes. Uh, we got a uh, we got a tweet here that uh, um, the the new day debuted over at uh, uh, SmackDown, so uh, it and they were they were clapping and and getting the uh, the crowd into it, so uh, we we'll see we'll see where that goes. I you know I I don't know where exactly that's going to go at all, but you know I. The new day, I'm, I'm, you know, they 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 have uh, matching gear, so maybe that'll help them. I, I'm not quite sure, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I'm not going to turn my back on the on the thought. I, I'm hoping that, um, you know, I'm hoping that we'll be able to see something with them and uh, and them be something of of worth uh so check them out for the uh, upcoming smackdown episode i don't know if they had a um um i, I don't know if they had a, a a dark match or on the real match we'll, we'll we'll see that with the results here coming soon but uh what do you think about that new new day stable uh the new day i mean i guess they're trying to be like almost kind of look like televangelist type of yeah. I don't know how they're going to go with it. Maybe he's going to plan a feud with Wyatt, Bray Wyatt down the way. I don't know. I'm not too sold on it. It just seems like a way just to bring a, bring him back. And I, uh, Yeah, there's not too much I can say. I mean, it's a new day. It's a new day in the WWE. So, I mean, good for him. I mean, bring him back because they need to do something with him. I mean, he was relevant back. He had the IC championship belt. I mean, for crying out loud, the guys, you, you got to do something with him. I don't know if this is the direction you're going to go because it seems too gimmicky. But, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. I'll give it a chance. Yeah. 
Yep, I, I agree with you. I, I'll give him a chance. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see because you know, about ten years ago, they tried to do that with Devon with the Reverend Devon. Well, actually, it was twelve years ago. It was two thousand two. It's crazy to it's crazy to think that it was that long ago when we saw Reverend Devon and the debut of of Batista, Deacon Batista. So, quite interesting. Um, and we'll see we'll see where that goes. But we do have Miz and Miz now becoming the new tag team champions. How about that? Defeating uh, the Usos, Golden Stardust, and Los Matadores. And real quick, uh, like I was uh, about to say, I I think the past three months, two or three pay per views at least, I had undefeated streaks with my predictions. So I was really good just, you know, logically kind of booking and see, you know, knowing how the WWE works and knowing what they're going to knowing how they're going to book and, and the logic within their book within their booking. I got them right. I think it was the past 3 months, but Survivor Series not so much. I got a whole bunch of them wrong. And the good you know, thing about it is I'm glad I did because it, it was a lot better than I thought. You and I both. I mean, I, I think we pretty much agreed on the whole card as far as what was going to happen. Um, you had the Mizdow's win. We all, I think, I'm pretty sure we believed the Authority was going to win uh, the total. Outcome. Yeah, we had the Authority. Yeah, we had yeah. Golden Stardust for this one. Yeah, we did. So yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But that's great. I mean, that's good because that just shows how unpredictable the WWE can be when they want to be. And that just makes yeah. the spontaneity that much interesting and great. So, yep. Good. Exactly. Uh, t- toward the – closer to the match, I had – I said Miz and Miz that I was going to win. Um, yeah, I, I closer to the match I had them, had them winning. However um, – I I do believe that um, I I do believe that I'm happy that I was wrong about that for sure because I'm really really happy that the um, that that Miz and Mizdow won. I think that it was a really good opportunity to really kind of I, I think it's a good opportunity to really keep that Miz and Mizdow dynamic rolling having them as tag team champions and plus is the first ever title that that uh Damian Sandow Mizdow has had in the WWE. So and it's crazy as long as he's been around and as long as his character's been relevant, he's never had a title. The closest that he had the closest he's got was was the Money in Bank briefcase that he had, casting in against Cena and lost. And then there was some number one contenders matches, and uh, he had an opportunity to become tag team champions with Cody Rhodes when there were Team Rhodes scholars. But but he came short every time. So this is his first his first title. So kudos to that for sure. And I think that it keeps the dynamic with Miz and Mizdow because eventually when they break up, I think I think the breakup almost guarantees. A standalone babyface run by by Mizdow, so I think that that's going to be a good. It's going to be good to see because you can carry it on 
with the Miz, you know, getting these cheap wins and uh, Miz Dow doing all the work and then Miz getting the cheap wins and eventually uh, I think that Miz Dow will see that and, and get upset by it. So I think so far so good. I, I like what I see. Next we have Team Alicia Fox defeating Team Page. How about this? How about the summer? How about the Survivor Series clean sweep? Uh, not only did we have Team Page winning, but who would have expected for every single member of Team Alicia Fox to remain in the match? And I was I'm okay with it because you know, I, people like Naomi and Natalia, you know, some of the, two of the best wrestlers in the entire company, as many times as they job to people who aren't even a quarter of as good as they are, I, I love it. I think it's I think it's good. I think it was a good way to really showcase the divas. And it actually wasn't a bad match, surprisingly. So kudos to this specific divas portion of the night. Yeah, good or that specific. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was uh, it was very different. Like I said, I mean, this was a Survivor Series that really, you know, will stand the test of time, I believe. And um, not that the Divas match had much to do with it, but it was a good Divas match. We slammed the Divas all the time on Pancakes and Power Slam just because how pathetic they are. But uh, this was a good showing. Um, I was happy for it. And... Uh, not much else to say on the night preceding Survivor Series on Raw, but yeah, it was there. It was a good, it was a good match. The Divas showed up. I mean, they put on the best performance that they could, as far as I'm concerned. So it was, uh, it was a decent 15, 20 minutes of the show, and I actually sat down and watched it. Yeah, yeah, I. I'll I'll give you that too. That I was actually interested in it because uh, um, you know people call it the bathroom break match, but uh, actually <laughs> it actually was a bathroom break match initially. But 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 eventually you know it was like wow they're actually doing something with this and there's actually you know a good a good amount of competition, a good a good amount of uh, competitive nature uh, within. Uh, the match, so yeah, I, I, I'll give that absolutely. I, I 100% agree. It was a lot better than expected. What wasn't uh, better than expected was the Miz, uh, was the, the the next match, which was Bray Wyatt against uh, Dean Ambrose, and and we did call this one right. We did think it was going to be a screwy finish, which it was, and I. I uh, I, I just don't understand what this is. What really, really ticked me off. You have you have Bray Wyatt and you have Dean Ambrose, two names that are really has the potential to be the future of the WWE, and you decide to use a major pay-per-view, one of the big four pay-per-views, in fact, the second longest pay-per-view in WWE history, you decide to have a screwy finish and almost immediately after that, 
you decide to announce on the pay-per-view that in three weeks at TLC, the next match between Ambrose and Wyatt is going to be a TLC match. Now, that infuriates me because back in the day, of course, you and I, being traditionalists, we're so used to a string of Saturday Night Main events leading to a the, one of the big four pay-per-views, and that's where they culminate. That's, that's where all of the, the matches are culminated. Now, I understand that you have a pay-per-view every month and sometimes twice a month. I get it. I'm, you know, a lot of people are so against having a pay-per-view every month. I understand from a business standpoint, I understand why they have to have a pay-per-view every month. I'm not going to complain about it. It's more wrestling for us to see, so I'm not going to complain about having a pay-per-view every month. The problem is that the quality is diluted. You shouldn't dilute the quality because you're having a pay-per-view every month. And we're seeing that. We've seen that for years. And especially with the Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose match, why in the world would you have a match at a major pay-per-view, the second longest pay-per-view in WWE history, just to set up for a lesser pay-per-view the next month That's and the match is announced at Survivor Series? I think it's terrible logic, and that right there is the reason why I do not like these pay-per-views just stepping on top of each other, because in three weeks, we're going to see a TLC match, and the reason why Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose was made in the first place is what it seems like is for the purpose of TLC. I do not like that whatsoever. That's what you got now. It's fast-paced uh, wrestling. I, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. And the match I had so much or Survivor Series. I'm sorry. Was a uh, it was just a build-up, and it was just here's you know, well, not even you know, like 15 minutes of we're going to use this pay-per-view just to advertise the next pay-per-view. So maybe you'll pay for it instead of watch it for free on WWE Network. Yeah, exactly. And it. I, okay, it's it's good advertisement, but it's not like Ambrose and Wyatt are made yet. They're not made people as far as to carry the pay-per-view. And uh, just to make that something, there's got to be more to it. There's got to be something else there at TLC than just their rematch because, frankly, the first match was, yeah, I mean, I enjoy to watch them perform. I like to see it, but drawing it out too much and just making it, you know, this isn't the only match. This is Survivor Series. However, if you really want to see them go at it, next month, next pay-per-view, that's a great marquee, but no, it doesn't. For me, a traditionalist, you know, I I kind of felt like, you know, what what was the point of this match other than just to set up the next match? And, uh, I mean, that is wrestling, but, again, it's not, it doesn't, I watch TLC, but already it's kind of sour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course, you know, we'll watch TLC, uh, you know, uh, of course we will because, you know, we have the show. 
but it's it's one of those things that are we looking forward to watching TLC. And, and and don't get me wrong, Wyatt and Ambrose in a gimmick match is going to be really, really good. I think the fact that they're going to throw that gimmick in the match is, is going to make it one of the best of the night. I'll give them that. But the problem I have with Wyatt and Ambrose is that it's no payoff, and neither of them can afford to lose right now. N- neither of them. If Ambrose lose, and I don't see, I don't see it getting past, I definitely, I definitely don't see it getting past uh, Royal Rumble. That's usually the the, the reset thing, the, the reset theme after that. You know, when, when Royal Rumble comes along. But the problem I have with with the Ambrose and Wyatt feud is, like I said, there's no payoff. Either of them can't afford to put the other over because both of them need to be protected at this time. And you can't you can't really make one of them look good. Now if 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 Wyatt loses, I don't think that that'll hurt him as much as it would hurt Ambrose if he loses. But the problem I have with that is I think Ambrose is the one that's going to be uh, that's going to lose. So and, and even if Wyatt loses, Ambrose can afford to can't afford to lose more than Wyatt can. But even if Wyatt loses, that'll still be another episode of yeah, uh, Ambrose uh, Wyatt got another chance to be in a good uh, feud, and he bombed again. So it's just. That's the reason why I don't like the feud. I, I think it's I think it's ill timed. I don't think it's good enough right now. Now, granted, if we saw an Ambrose Wyatt match at at WrestleMania, I'd be totally in favor of that because there'll be enough build. One person could eliminate the other from the Royal Rumble. I mean, there's so many things that could have been that could have the potential to you know, cause a, a good build, cause a good setup for the the a WrestleMania match, so to speak. But now, no, I think it's definitely ill-timed, and wouldn't it wouldn't help either one of them if if, if the other person wins. Next, we have uh, Adam Rose and the Bunny defeating Slater Gator, and this match was put together on Survivor Series because they were in the back. Uh, again, this is this is 2014 WWE, ladies and gentlemen. This is exactly what I'm talking about, and this is what just ires me to no end. Why in the world? I mean, okay. Now scheduling a match on a pay per view to me is is a bit desperate, but it's happened before. I mean, it's not a it's not a foreign concept. But if you're going to schedule a match, why are you scheduling Slater Gator versus Adam Rose and the Bunny? That is desperate. That is a time, you know, you had to fill in some time there. And to be honest with you, I would rather have seen a short 
another short, traditional, unadvertised Survivor Series match. I'm sure you have eight to ten mid-carters just roaming around, or even an NXT traditional Survivor Series match. That would have been even better. I would rather have seen one of those options than Adam Rose and the Bunny defeating Slater Gator. This was the ultimate bathroom break match, and this made the Divas match look like a WrestleMania main event. That was bad. And uh, that was, it almost, you know, Adam Rose makes Fondango look good. So it's it's one of those where it's, I mean, that match should have been a pre-match. They, anything that came before Survivor Series could have been put at that spot and it would have been better. Exactly. Why why not Swagger versus Zaro on the regular card and this crap be a part of the the pre-show? Why why you know, and that's that's why I just don't understand. Why would you give Adam Rose and the Bunny a main spot over Jack Swagger and Cesaro? That's what that's what infuriates me. That's why I just don't understand why that that why that would be booked the way that it was. I, I don't understand that at all. That should have not got a main spot whatsoever. Ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we're spending even we're spending too much time even talking about it. Once again, the the trivia question on deck is: What was Tori Wilson's dad's name? What was Tori Wilson's dad's name? Let me say it. Uh, hey, it's Thanksgiving. You might as well go go for it. Al Wilson. Al Wilson. <laughs> Al Wilson is the correct answer, indeed. Next question is: This wrestler was known as. The real man's man. The real man's man. Can I answer and that? Uh, I'll give uh, I'll give Twitter and Facebook and and uh, the Real Wrestling um, live stream an opportunity to answer that before you do. I know it's so easy for you because you're the guru of trivia. Um. So, again, again, the question on deck right now is real man's man. Who is who was known as the real man's man? Next we have uh, uh next we have Nikki Bella defeating AJ Lee in a matter of seconds to become the new Divas champion. I think that well, it's funny because when I saw this, and the correct answer, good job, is William, well, Stephen Regal. Uh, Stephen Regal was the, uh, the the correct answer. Uh, when I when I saw this, and I'm gonna be honest with you, this is this is from some this is from a this is from a Vantage Sports of someone who is a journalist who knows a lot of backstage things, who writes for uh, you know big big uh, websites. Uh, and, and knows a lot of backstage things, 
as far as what's going to happen and and who's who's supposed to go out at this time and when this person contracts up or want to release. And when I saw this, I immediately thought, okay, so this must be AJ Lee's way out. And there, there was some talk about her wanting out of her contract. I don't know, you know, of course those are those are just speculative. But I do think that it's been and I've said this on the show many times. There's there's been a countless amount of times where you just saw that AJ Lee just her heart wasn't in it. When when she had her first Divas Championship run, you could tell that her heart was really in the the product. But I think that she's been, you know, She's been CM Punkized for for a little bit too long, and you can you can tell that her heart isn't in it as much as it was before. And you, you can, I mean, you know, she's still good in the ring. Don't get me wrong. And, and the booking hasn't been very exciting, but to squash her and to give to 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 have a squash finish. For the sake of Nikki Bella winning the Divas Championship, not only not only was it anticlimactic, but it just spat on the face of everything that AJ Lee has done this year, uh, as far as really helping Paige and giving her the opera and, and having a good feud with Paige. It just spat on the face of that, and then for Brie Bella to give her the uh, the, the the similar. AJ Lee to Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania kiss, and I mean, and and now what does that does that make Nikki a heel now because she was kind of smirking with uh, does does that make Brie a heel now because she was smirking with Nikki, but we saw that Nikki still kind of shoved her behind her, so I mean it's just so convoluted to me. There's it just. There's nothing smooth about this. This there's nothing smooth about this at all. It just doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm not, you know, Nikki Bella becoming the Divas Champion isn't the. That's not the issue to me because she's been Divas Champ before. Well, she's been Women's Champ, and you know her, you know her name is popular enough to become Women's Champion. She's actually improved very well in the ring. So I'm not I'm not opposed to Nikki Bella winning the Divas Championship. The problem I have is the fashion that it was done. I mean, is it a matter of AJ Lee out wrestling Nikki? Is it a matter of giving her the CM punishment? Hashtag CM punishment. Uh, and and I I I think it's one of those. It seems like it's one of those. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's the WWE saying, okay, well, if you want out of your contract, this is what you're going to get on your way out. It, it seems like it has to be one of those options because I just don't see why they would decide to squash her the way that they did. And it's reported uh, with uh, Brian Alvarez the, uh, of uh, uh, Wrestling Observer that, it was supposed to be sh- shorter than what it was. <laughs> it was supposed to be a, a 
a uh, I think of like a twenty second match, and it was a little bit longer because it did the kiss and everything. But I mean, bottom line, it was a it was a squash match, uh, a horrible squash match. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's sadly it's it's very very interesting why they would do something like that. And of course, we'll see we'll see where that's going to go as far as. Um, uh, as far as AJ Lee's career from from henceforth, from henceforth, I don't think there is a career. And the only reason they probably did that is because maybe the WWE realized that the Divas Division sucks and they needed to do something about it. So let's just cut this match short because we got a lot more important things to go forward. But for AJ, that is almost a slap in the face. I mean, she's been. Like I, we've said that a lot. Her and Paige have really, um, they're the only ones in the Diva division now that could really do anything or prosper. And uh, for them to do that to her or just, you know, whatever's going on, it's all politics behind the scenes. So, I mean, it, it was like another, you know, 20 seconds of Survivor Series. Like, you know, what was the point of this? We're not going to know because it's all, again, like I said, behind the scenes. But, yeah, AJ didn't deserve that. But, again, I mean, what else are they going to do with it? I mean, it's, you know, put the belt on a diva and people will clamor to her just because that's who we're producing right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, you know, like I said, I don't think Nikki Bellas, I would prefer other options than Nikki Bella. But I don't think Nikki Bella is the issue. I think the issue is the way that they uh, booked AJ, and I, and this is someone for, you know who who hasn't been really an AJ Lee fan for for quite some time. Uh, but but I respect the heck out of her work for sure. That that goes without saying. But I, I just haven't been you know very big on you know AJ Lee for 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 some time. But I, I still think that. The work that she's done in the business deserves a lot better than some type of you know than a, than a squash that that they they did unfortunately bestowed to us on on Survivor Series. Next we have Team Cena defeating Team Authority. Now there there were so many things that I liked I loved about this match. There were there was oh my goodness there were so many things that I just absolutely adored. I th- I think that there this not only I don't even know where to start with how much I respected the heck out of this match. I think that you know it it, gave, it gives me hope as a lifetime pro wrestling fan that my pro wrestling knowledge and viewer viewing spans decades. That you and I both that looking at matches like this still gives me hope that pro wrestling can thrive and survive and put together some some really good matches and we've seen it every now and then you know i think i think SummerSlam 2013 gave us a similar type of feel uh we had CM Punk and uh and and Brock Lesnar was really good and i think that and of course, Daniel Bryan and and, and Randy Orton, uh, Daniel Bryan and John Cena, and then the Orton turn. 
and I think that it still has some hope. You know, it gives us some hope that it can still survive and thrive, you know. And this match falls under that category. Yes, it was a roller coaster. Yes, it was all over the place sometimes. But, uh, you know, of course you can you can poke some holes at the match. Like there's absolutely, you know, for instance, there's, you know, you were expecting a Rusev count out, which was a good way to protect his character and say that he was still undefeated, you know, unpinned and, and hasn't submit. We, we knew that that was going to happen. And, of course, Mark Henry getting eliminated so early, I wasn't a big fan of that. And, of course, Big Show turning heel has no merit whatsoever. It's just absolutely ridiculous. But that is trumped, without question. That is trumped by two things. One, the fact that they let Dolph Ziggler be the sole survivor. Now, that was probably one of the best decisions that the WWE has made all year because of the little subtle nuances of why that made so much sense. Now, not only... Does if John Cena was the last person there, it made it very clear that John Cena was going to win. You know, he, he's gotten to the point nowadays that if we see Cena at the at the end of the pay per view, the last person, he's going to come back and become Super Cena. And I'm glad that they didn't do that. That, along with the fact that Dolph Ziggler is over, he's the most over person on the entire Team Cena, and so it made sense for him to be the last person on Team Cena because the fans would be rooting for Team Cena now because they're rooting for Dolph Ziggler. If they would have, if John Cena would have still been the last person, they would have been booing both sides, which would have taken away the whole point of the surprise the, the surprise debut. So just the, the little subtle nuances within the match made so much sense to me and I was so in, I was so impressed about what I saw with those little nuances of having Cena out, having him eliminated before Ziggler, having Ziggler having uh, having that underdog pop that I mentioned a lot. You know, that's that's a really a lost start in, in pro wrestling people having that underdog pop. Uh, that's what got Daniel Bryan over so much, but those little subtle things, and the fact that that uh, Dolph Ziggler was overcoming and defying all the odds, and, and having that type of, you know, ha- having that type of underdog, you know, an underdog appearance, underdog feel to him. The crowd was getting to it because of that. Made so much sense. Very smart. And then it happened. Everybody knows 139 episodes, two and a half years this show has been on, that I am a huge Sting Mark. He's my all-time favorite wrestler ever since I was a little kid. I've never had another number one wrestler other than Sting. I grew up watching Sting in the NWA, and I've always been a huge Sting Mark. And... The guy is 55 years old. He was born in March of 1959. I believe it was March 20th, 1959. 
five years old, and I and of course me writing, you know I, I hear people say, oh we don't want to see Sting back. He's oh he's too old. He's too old. We don't want to see Sting in the WWE. But every time I would hear people say that, every time I would hear people say that, I would say, uh, I would say, okay, well you watch, you watch and see. When he comes back, when he debuts, when he steps foot, you're going to be suspended in the moment, and you're going to mark out just like everybody else is. And that's what happened. The crowd went bananas. It was absolutely amazing. The the debut couldn't have happened any better to me. I think Triple H is the perfect person to debut against. Of course, Sting Taker is... You know that's that's going to be the dream match, and people are going to talk about it so much. But Triple H is in phenomenal shape. He got himself back into really really good shape. And Sting Taker, I think the ship has sailed. I mean, sadly, because we're just going to be talking about it until you know <laughs> we can't talk about it anymore. But I think Sting and Triple H is a much better feud. And even if Sting wrestles more than one match, even if Sting wrestles Triple H at Royal Rumble to set him up for Taker at Mania, eh, possibly. However, wrestling against Triple H is perfect for Sting because Triple H is in a lot better shape and a lot better condition to, you know, carry, not not carry Sting, but kind of be that, person in the match that I mean you know it's sad I guess sad for me to say for lack of better terms uh, kind of take the reins of the match so to speak because Sting is 55 granted he can get himself back into really good shape like he did a few years back for Bound for Glory in his match against Kurt Angle he got himself into really, really good shape again, so it's possible he can, he can do it. Granted, you have a 55 year old body, so you still have you still have limitations. And by the time Mania comes, he'll be 56. So, you know, I, I still think that with, with with Triple H being the person that Sting goes against is a really good. Uh, it's a really good idea. It's a really good concept because Triple H still has the stamina. He still has the ability to put on a good match, as we've seen with him and, and Daniel Bryan. So I prefer the Sting and Triple H feud as far as a, a good wrestling match goes. I prefer that. Um, Sting and Taker, you know, you can have all the theatrics that comes with it. It's, you know, it makes sense. Well, you know, it, but that that's not going that match isn't really going to put Sting on the WWE radar as far as getting some and Sting needs to go over at least once his first and last match shouldn't be at at WrestleMania to put Taker over I'd rather for him not to wrestle at all just to come and put Taker over especially if he's going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame uh 2015 the two uh, top people right now is either Savage or Sting, and as me me, you know, me being a Sting mark, I would prefer Sting to uh, to take that 2016 slot and let Savage take it because all of his contributions in the WWE. But 
just at least give Sting an opportunity to, to go over Triple H before he gets fed to Taker. That's that's the only thing that I'm saying. And the fact that he came, I mean, the just everything about that, the moment was just soaked up like a like a like a wet sponge. The, the the crowd in St. Louis went bananas. They were chanting, "This is awesome!" Not because of the the, the competition, because they were just the stare down. They were just really just soaking in the moment, and that is wrestling. That is what pro wrestling should be like. That reminds me of that reminds me of Hogan and Andre at WrestleMania three. That you know the first few minutes of their match. You know there wasn't going to be a clinic by any stretch. However, the the very fact that they were just, I mean, they were in the Pontiac Silverdome, you know, 90,000 people. They did the stare down, the irresistible force against the immovable object. Gorilla Monsoon is just really rowing the crowd and getting everybody, you know, pumped, you know, who's watching at home. And they're staring each other down. You're suspending the moment. You're soaking it in. You're eating up every single second of that. And we saw that with Sting and Triple H, and that's what made it so amazing to me. And and we saw a Scorpion death drop, which the fans popped at, uh, popped uh, when he did that. And just everything about that was just absolutely amazing to me. That was an amazing ending to Survivor Series, and I'm not a sting mark. I never was. You know that. Pancakes and Power Slams know that, but I always knew who Sting was. I knew his relevance, or his, uh, I knew what he meant to wrestling, and then he's great. I mean, I read about him in magazines. I didn't have cable in the day. I didn't get to see WCW and NWA, but I actually... For my own credit, I did have a Sting action figure when I was a kid. You had the WWE nice. action figures, and you had the Sting or the WCW. WWE action figures had more movement. They had, you know, spring action punches and stuff, and the WCW figures didn't. However, I did get a Sting. And I was so happy to see him come out because I know, again, I'm not a Sting mark. He's not my top five wrestlers of all time, but he always has this special mark that I can't deny what the guy has done, and he needs to be in the WWE. He needs to be recognized by them, by wrestling, period. I mean, the guy has he's defeated Ric Flair. I mean, in Ric Flair's heyday, him and Flair just went at it like, it was like nachos and cheese. It was just so perfect. You can't deny who Sting is, no matter what. And I, I was so happy. You won't have these moments. This I was probably one of the best moments you have in wrestling. I mean, who else can come into the WWE and, like, make a presence like that? I don't think there's anybody else that can do that. But Sting did that. He did it. It was beautiful. I mean, it was absolutely – I marked out. I was excited. I was happy to see that because, again, I know who Sting is. For him just to come into the WWE, which he's never been before, I mean, that stare down with Triple H just said everything. And uh, if him and Triple H, you know, wrestle in the future, I mean, they need to do that. That has to be something on the priority list. With 
him and Undertaker, again, that ship has sailed. I don't know if the Undertaker's going to come back. I mean, if it does, I want to see a legitimate match that Sting can be in to steal the show because I know he can do it. And that's just, it's something for me that that was amazing. And it was something, I can't believe I'm talking like this about Sting because that's just not my nature. But I am. And that's I've, Pancakes and Power Slams, that was absolutely wonderful. Three four seven eight eight four eight four five two. Tell us your favorite Sting moments. What did you think about that? I mean, I mean, we want to know. This is what we do. I was amazed. I'm not a Sting guy, but I, I, I want to see him come out again. I want to see that. I want him to be in the WWE Universe the way he should be, the way he deserves to be. And uh, I was just so floored by it. And it was great. I expected it to happen. I was hoping he, everybody knew he was going to be coming out sometime soon. He came out on Survivor Series. That was Survivor Series. I mean, Sting, that's what everyone will think about when they think of Survivor Series 2014. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of that, our Flavor of the Week this week is we're going to talk about uh, some, some memorable Sting moments and memories uh, as as a kid, as as recent. And so in a tweet at Crave Wrestling or um, you know, let us know through Facebook or through the We Are Wrestling live stream. That's uh, we let let us know your favorite Sting moments, and we'll we'll call them out live on the air, or you can call live uh, during that segment three four seven eight eight four eight four five two three four seven eight eight four eight four five two is the number call live during that time, and we'll you can let us know your favorite sting moment of of all time or just a, a notable memory that you have as a kid you know uh being a, a sting fan or uh, whatever sting memory you have i have i have one memory i have i have a bunch of sting memories of course but i have one in particular um uh, that is the 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 top for me and there's a couple other ones that's uh that that are pretty high up there as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a, a small break, and we will be right back for the raw segment of the show. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners, three. Our mind. Let's go. The whole squad is making it clear We've taken this year You know who we are But you don't know why we're here So this is where the big boys play These big boys play Like who defies the living God Get out the big boys way Outsiders with the swoop in We live as kings You see in us But our third man waits in the wings And when the time is right We shock him with the proper attack I go for dolo but ain't solo Cut the promo in black Hollywood Hendrix Prizzle pinning them to the man, I'm that one again with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer, but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturday, Raven, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals using. God for my defense and 
Alabama, we jamming. That's beautiful, Bobby eating. Me and Priest, we the dangerous alliance. Nah, the Harlem Heat. Tie the do rag before we do battle. You're talking shit. You all what you speak. This too sweet. Till the number is took back. We repping that wolf pack. The foundation shaking, no mistaking. Yeah, we shook that. Trusting God, we trust. Pushing forward, never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness. Some people mistook that. Stamping out this crook rap. He turning the power on. On the razor's edge. Leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man. We bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful. The owners in our group, too. It's good to be king. Sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games. Our army go move, too. You crew. I'm in the Baptist with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming, sign the brothers, we love it, demand the win, establish it, fix the clash to the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have Raw starting off with the Authority in-ring promo. And then, you know, they have their their moments, uh, I guess, in glory. <laughs> and then... We have Daniel Bryan making a surprise appearance uh, and saying that he's in charge for the evening. He schedules matches for Team Authority as he goes back and forth with Seth Rollins and Team Authority on the ramp. Now, I was I was skeptical to see how people was going to react to Daniel Bryan when he came back. And the yes chants are just infectious, even if you're not too big on Daniel Bryan. The yes chants are infectious, and we saw that uh, by the crowd, and it was it was very clear that the the crowd was was into Daniel Bryan, and and uh, his return was was successful. It was successful. I was glad to see him back. I mean, it was and it was kind of funny just the way he uh, snuck in front of Stephanie and Triple H and did the yes chants and everything. Got kind of old after a while, but. I I can see what they were doing. It was good to have him back and see him, and he's doing okay. He can raise his shoulders again. Um, but yeah, see him in charge, and I mean it was a good, it was a really great start to Monday Night Raw after the Survivor Series, and uh, yeah, we'll see how soon he's going to come back and all that good stuff. So yeah, we'll see. I I don't see. You know, there's still reports that, you know, he's not going to be around, you know, still for a while. So, um, you know, I guess this is just a way to not let people, you know, forget about him, which I and that's something I that's something I just don't like at all. Just why would you just continue to just put just continue to bug us about a wrestler who's gone? Um, and just for the sake of having us trying to remember him, what happened to the element of mystique? What happened to someone being gone for six, eight months and coming back at a rumble like Edge did and Cena? You know, that's those rumble moments is perfect because you could have had Daniel Bryan, could have had Roman Reigns, but instead we're seeing so much of Roman Reigns. Uh, for instance, you know, Bat News Barrett returning just to cut a promo on Survivor Series. To me, I, I, I can't stand it. I, that's ridiculous. 
why don't you protect the mystique of characters and have them be more have the crowd be much more surprised like for instance when Jericho came back at the Royal Rumble that was perfect because Dolph Ziggler was a heel he was talking about you know he he was number number one person who who came out he was he was the number one entrant he said you know he basically called someone out and then Jericho came and people marked out almost blew the roof off that's how you protect a debut that's how you protect a return you can't protect a return and give us a shock value and make people get behind someone if they keep coming back for via satellite interviews it's absolutely ridiculous to me. I, I don't like it at all. It doesn't make sense whatsoever. It's just, just absolutely ridiculous to me. Next we have Ryback, the big guy, defeating Mark Henry. Uh, and this was a match that they had uh, last year. And Ryback kept saying, two years, two years. Actually, it was about a little bit of almost, you know, about a year and eight months almost. So close enough, I suppose. So nearly two years, uh, they decided to, you know, bring the, have this match back. And, and again, Mark Henry gets squashed. So, events, so uh, essentially, it's like, why did Mark Henry even, why did they even turn him heel just to get squashed even more? It, it just really shows that even as a heel, Face or heel, whatever your choice is, Mark Henry's not going to get. We're not going to see any type of push or anything of of worth for Mark Henry. They had their chance to do that with the Big Show, but he's a heel now. So you just turn two. You already have a deficiency of baby faces right now, and you turned both Mark Henry and the Big Show heel within a month's time. So. That not only does that ridiculous to me, but you have both Big Show and Mark Henry, especially Mark Henry, because at least Big Show seems like he's about to feud with Eric Rowan. At least he can put someone over and still have some dignity behind it. But with Mark Henry, he basically got squashed at Survivor Series, got squashed on Raw, and so I don't even think there's much of a future left for him. No, there's not. There hasn't been a future for Mark Henry for a long time. And uh, hitting on the uh, Daniel Bryant coming out, I mean, I can see why the WWE did that, just to, because that was their, uh, that was another freebie for Raw and uh, for it helps the WWE Network when I'm Daniel Bryant around. But, yeah, I don't like the Roman Reigns bringing him in every couple weeks and hey I'm feeling pretty good. I got my um soaking my feet and some Epsom salt and right. doing pretty good. Right. So I mean just a week inside. I can see why they brought Daniel Bryan back. I mean we haven't really seen or heard from him for a while. But um yeah, we'll see what what that happens but but the Roman Reigns, I'm totally over that and it just kinda kills any any spectacular comeback because everyone's gonna know about it. That would, yeah, that's absolutely. what makes it 
Uh, interesting comment here. It says, uh, has anyone considered as a way to keep people returning at the Rumble secret that WWE should leak a bunch of extra people besides the ones that are returning so there's like eight other people that other that people have their minds on? I think that's a great idea, especially for this upcoming one in Philly because – you know, it's been speculation that WWE wants to bring a handful of people from the original ECW back in the Rumble, which I think would be perfect because of you know you have a handful of people that every year has a shot of winning. So you know, twenty-five out of the thirty people has no chance of winning, of course. So why not put some extra? intrigue into the into the pay-per-view by having a bunch of ECW originals come back for the one in Philly this uh, in 2015. So it would make perfect sense for that to happen and so if they did that, if they you know leak a couple of names like a, a two cold two cold Scorpio or Raven or uh you know anyone like that. I don't know if Tommy Dreamer will come back because He's uh, with with TNA, but you know the uh, for instance uh, Bubba Ray or Bully Ray, um, he doesn't have a, he he's not contractually obligated to to TNA anymore, and I'm not too familiar with Devon's uh, term his contract right now, but you know possibly you can have the Dudleys come back you can have them come back to the to the Royal Rumble you can have like i said you can have someone like a Raven the Two Coat Scorpio Shane Douglas you can have a good you know five or six people come and be and be pro, kind of be promoted to come back and that could kind of get our minds away from Roman Reigns you know, making his surprise return, or Bad News Barrett making his surprise return, or Daniel Bryan making his surprise return. But we're so clouded with seeing them so much, especially Roman Reigns. And if we didn't see him and he came back to the Royal Rumble, people would be much more prone to cheer for him because everybody always gets that comeback pop. It doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter if you're a face or a heel, you always get that comeback pop. And I think Roman Reigns would have been absolutely, um, uh, how about this? Man, hey, um, we just got an amazing, yeah, uh, pick, Ninety nine, please. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, go ahead and e- uh, put my email here on this uh, stream. I'm breaking kayfabe here, real quick. But I really want this guy to uh, send me this <laughs> here, so I can write some type of article about it. But we just had. If you're watching, um, if you're listening to this uh, via um, the any anywhere outside of the we are wrestling net live stream or if you catch this uh another time on on iTunes uh there's there's one of the uh one of the listeners gave me every single big show face and heel turn on the comment board that is uh how about that that's uh, absolutely amazing uh, I, don't, I don't know 
I don't know how that came or what source that's from, but it uh, looks pretty legitimate because it's very, very lengthy. So I'm a, after the show, I'm going to look at that and uh, <laughs> probably dialogue a little bit. But, yeah, I think that that was absolutely amazing. So kudos to that. Every single uh, big show face and heel turn. It goes to show the very fact that it's that lengthy, and I'm seeing dates all the time. I see March 25th and then back in July, 9, July March 25th of 99. Wow. January 99, February, March, July, October of 99 was his different face and heel turns. So he turned face and heel a diff- uh, five times in one year. That is just absolutely ridiculous to me. Uh, another comment said, uh, they should bring back all the Dudleys. Yeah, I, I think so. But I think Big, I think Big Dick Dudley is. Uh, I think he passed away though, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So so next we have on the show uh, real quick. Uh, we have Ambrose defeating Harper by DQ. Um, Ambrose giving uh, dirty deeds uh, on the table to Harper, and then it pulls out ladders and tables, and then gets attacked by Bray Wyatt. Uh, just more, just more built with their match. Uh, I, I still don't see much going on with them too. Yeah, I don't see much going on. Just like you said, it's, there's no payoff. Nobody's going to benefit from this. I mean, if they do, then great. I mean, orchestrate it to where you can totally blow our minds. It's not going to happen. And uh, state of the WWE right now, it's just I think everyone's up in arms. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And it's. Kind of silly. I mean, Monday Night Monday Night Raw was it was a good Raw for after Survivor Series, but I, a little um, there's a lot of pickles in there if you don't understand what I mean. So, but you know, yeah. Harper and and uh, or I'm sorry, Bray Wyatt and Ambrose. I mean, it's still going to be something. I don't know what's going to happen out of it, but I mean, as we'll find out. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I uh, here I got four options here, and here's a here's a really good trivia question here. So I'm I'm gonna need some some wrestling scholars to to really uh, get your 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 wrestling trivia juices here. So I have four years, and the years are 1986, 1987. 1990 or 1989. So A, B, C, or D. A, again, A is 1986. B is 1987. C is 1990. D is 1989. What year did Eric Bischoff debut in the AWA? What year did Eric Bischoff debut in the AWA? Again, A is 86. B is 87. C is 90. D is 89. Derek, you can't say nothing. Not yet. Uh, we're going to give it to Twitter or WeAreWrestling.net uh, live stream comment board uh, or Facebook, uh, whatever, whoever chimes in first other than Derek. So we'll see. Uh, go ahead and put your juices on and your, your trivia yeah. juices and, and we'll see. Uh, yeah. All right, so next we have Miz and Miz out defeating Golden Stardust. They got their rematch. I'm interested to see where they'll take Miz and Miz Dow leading into TLC. I definitely think they should have a, a ladder match for the uh, 
for the tag team titles at TLC. Yeah, that'd be nice, but they probably won't. And uh, I mean, to go against, uh, I mean, Miz Dow last night just kind of shows that there's going to be a rift badly between Miz Dow because Damian Sandow realized what's going on, and he uh, he did all the work last night. He got beaten up, destroyed. Miz was uh, worried about his face after he was slammed into the uh, chairs, or I'm sorry, the stairs. So it's, uh, you know, we're, we're going to see something. It's great. I hope it benefits Sandow the way that it should, just for the way that he's been. I mean, he's been absolutely awesome. I love Golden Stardust, but uh comes down to it. I mean, I want Damon Sandow to get his due for what, for how much he's made wrestling enjoyable and Monday Night Raw and WWE period enjoyable for us. So, yeah, absolutely. So we got an answer. Uh, we got an answer right now of 1987. So that is B, and that is. Correct. Great job. 1987 is when he debuted in AWA. So good job. I like I like that. I like to see some some wrestling uh, wrestling connoisseurs. I absolutely love it. Some wrestling mavens, so to speak. All right, so we have Rusev and Lana forced to say a pledge of allegiance. That was one of their stipulations. Of uh, interesting enough, he still didn't have to defend the title in the Battle Royal or say the pledge of allegiance. So that was kind of that was kind of weird. I think that was kind of a pointless type of is a pointless stipulation of neither if he didn't have to do either one of them, and he still has the U.S. title unless they carry this over to stripping him from the title next week or something. But I doubt that's going to happen. So he was forced to say the Pledge of Allegiance, the 20-man battle royal for the U.S. title, which would have been pretty cool to see, but he didn't do that. Lana almost said, well, Lana started talking, and then Daniel Bryan comes up. Slaughter comes back, kind of enforces them to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, Lana starts to say it, but Rusev stops him, and then... He kind of corners Slaughter, and then and then Swagger comes back. So we're going to see another U.S. title feud between Swagger and Rusev again. Well, you know, the thing about Sergeant Slaughter coming out, and I was really thinking about that. Is what my original thought of Sergeant Slaughter was: he was a wrestler, and then he came over to GI Joe. I had the actual Sergeant Slaughter figure. You had to eat a bunch of cornflakes and buy some G.I. Joe's and send away for it. It's a special figure. I still have it. It's absolutely awesome. But with Sergeant Slaughter, especially when he was against Hogan, WrestleMania 7, I was awesome. Then you think about when he was with uh, DX, he used to toy with him and play with him, and they'd have their little windshield wiper blades on. And uh, just so he wouldn't spit in her face. And then last night, just kind of, ah, wow. He's really, he's lost weight. He doesn't look that great. But uh, that was kind of a throwaway part in Raw. It wasn't really, didn't have anything. I was waiting for everyone from the back to jump out and say, okay, well, you didn't say the Pledge of Allegiance, so you have to fight all these people in this open battle. That didn't happen. 
So Daniel Bryan didn't really make fulfill his promise. He didn't. That's the reason why he um, was a decent uh, uh, one-day GM, but th- certainly not the best, for sure. Uh, then we have Fandango defeating Justin Gabriel again, yada, yada, yada. Big Show cuts an in-ring promo, and then that's when Eric Rowan comes out. So that that should be actually an interesting feud, I, I will say that. Brie Bella defeating AJ, then uh, Adam Rose and the Bunny to losing his Tyson kid and Natalia. That's absolutely ridiculous to me. Cena and Ziggler uh, defeating Rollins, Mercury, and Noble. And then we see the return of the anonymous general manager. Oh, my goodness. I am totally not okay with this. It bombed once. Why in the world would you want to bring it back? Because they don't know what to do from this point on. They don't want to have Sting on too much for whatever reason. I mean, I'd like to see Sting every week. That'd be okay. I would. I certainly would not. No, don't kill his mystique like that. You wouldn't do it, though. They would not kill his mystique because he'd just come out in his garb and just say this, that, and the other thing. It would not hurt his mystique. But... What are they going to do? What else are they going to do? Bring back Stone Cold, bring back Nick Foley, The Rock. Not going to happen. I'll be okay with. I'd be okay with Foley. I mean, but don't, just don't bring. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter is sixty-six years old, by the way. So that's uh, that's pretty why the reason why it didn't look too well as far as. As, as far as his aging is concerned, but yeah, I mean, just you know, if you bring back Sting every week, that would just totally kill his mystique for sure. Uh, I, I, I just, oh, that's that's horrible. And because you just don't want to see him, you don't want to overkill someone like that. It's like bringing Taker back every week. It's just Sting and Taker is just a class of their own. You just don't want to over, you don't want to overkill their gimmick. Um, if he comes back every week, it better be like, no, oh, I still don't I don't think it's a good idea. I mean, you just don't want to bring him back every week. You want to pick and choose, you know, where you want to bring him back. So, But the Anonymous Raw GM is absolutely horrible. And Cyber Monday's next week, so we'll see, you know, what they'll do with that. But real quick, we got to go on the Flavor of the Week. Only got a few minutes left, and I want to talk some Sting. Here we go. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. Real quick, let me know your favorite Sting moments. Uh, we only have a few minutes left for the show, but I do want to say my favorite, I, I do have to say too, my King of, King of Cable tournament when he defeated Vader uh, at uh, Starcade 92. Uh, with a scoop slam from when he when he jumped off the ring and uh, Vader jumped off and scoop slam and Sting won and and won the King of Cable tournament and then of course the number one Sting moment of all time is Great American Bash 1990 he defeats Ric Flair and wins his first WCW well NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And I thought that was absolutely amazing. I marked out as a little, as a, well, not a little. I was a kid. I wasn't a little little kid, but I was a kid at the time. And I marked out, and I was just absolutely amazed about this 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 larger than life guy, man called Sting, 
they built him up so well going into uh, Great American Bash. There were some Class of Champions episodes that he went against Ric Flair, time limit draws. And they built him up so much to be the guy in the WC, the NWA, WCW. And I was just so intrigued by what I saw. And I, that was absolutely my favorite moment of all time. And, of course, uh, Starcade 97 when he defeated Hulk Hogan coming back from his Crow uh, gimmick, uh, his first match back. And that was absolutely memorable as well. So thank you so much for – you have anything real quick, Derek? Hey, I do. I just want to say I remember staying with that. I used to get that video at the uh, video store. That was a lot of fun when he won Great American Bash. I remember when Barry Windham, I think, uh, dressed up as Sting to uh, fuel some something going on. I think it was Halloween Havoc where he dressed up as Sting, came down, and did some dirty work. But yep. Anyway. Sure did. Three, four, sure seven, did. Eight, four, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's the number to call. That's the number to call next week. Three uh three four seven eight eight four eight four eight eight four eight four five two. Thank you so much for continuing to support us through all the social media uh venues, uh avenues. Uh thank you so much for listening to this show. Until next week we'll have some more fun, episode one forty. Be sure to catch Moose. Until then, have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your week of wrestling, and God bless. Goodbye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.